Hello everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Lesbian Supper Club podcast. We're back in the swing of bringing our voices and antics to you on the weekly, so I hope you're happy and feeling grateful about that. Yeah, you better be feeling grateful right now. You better be grateful, You better be enjoying this real good. Um, Straight up, Katie fucking Perry. (laughs) What is going on with Katie Perry? I knew it. Well... Yeah, all the signs were there. I mean, she was she was single-handedly one of my gay awakenings. Like, Aww. I Kissed a Girl was... I remember listening to that song for the first time mm-hmm. and being like, wow. Wow. I was going to say something naughty. And, and I think Katy Perry in that era, I fantasized about having sex with her mm-hmm. on average 30 times a day. Do were you, th- you masturbating? Oh, 100%. It goes without saying. I, I, do you know what is sick and twisted about yeah, me though? Multiple on. things. Mm-hmm. But Teenage Dream, the video, music video didn't do it for me. Really? Oh no. I kissed a girl. Dream. It didn't really do it for me. Do you know the one that done it for me? Go what on. is the one where it's like, <laughs> compare yeah sons where she's like grieving a man yeah Maybe that's why where she's like crying i'm like yeah. oh i'll have sex with you i need to go to therapy um that's i mean i think she we've fell off the radar that. didn't she katie perry for quite a while i think she i mean she didn't she's always been up there but i think the lesbian radar died down yeah and then suddenly that motherfucker Did shows whole up <laughs> On, like, gay icon A, Fletcher's Instagram, everywhere. In, like, the queerest fucking get-up you've ever seen. Her in that hiking outfit is potentially the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. She's got the Jimmy Savile sunglasses (laughs) on. (laughs) The cap. No, but it looks like me. That's what I look like every morning getting my coffee. I know. I need a T-shirt that says the year of the lesbian. Sometimes (laughs) when I'm walking next to you, I think... I'm going to create at least a five meter gap. Do you know what, Ben? And hope that you don't. I don't blame you, but also this morning you were walking around in a bleached Adenola hoodie. I'm sorry, but I thought my fit this morning was very Notting Hill esque. Even remember what you were wearing. I was wearing that Adenola hoodie, which I don't even like anymore, but we've got no other decent hoodies. Actually, Quiz, um, can you. Drop us some good brands that sell hoodies because yeah. I really struggle to find them. And I'm I'm off the Adenola ones. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to say I am. Well, do you know why? I'm going to blame Sophie Galushian for this one because as soon as she bought... So I don't know if you guys have seen already, but the icon, which is Sophie Galushian, who does all of the impressions of TikTok lesbians, which are fucking hilarious on TikTok, right? She's a great girl. Well, if it's TikTok lesbian, it's going to be on TikTok, isn't it? Did I say TikTok lesbian on TikTok? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm old. All right. She, I saw that she bought that Adenola hoodie and I remember. It was, it was that I DM'd the same her one and I was yeah. like, you've ruined it for me. No, you said, do not wear this. And in do one TikTok of your lesbians. And she did. <laughs> and now and it, she's worn it, I think, more so yeah. in the video. <laughs> yeah. 100%. So I was like, right, well, you fucked it now. This morning, though, I was wearing. The Adenola hoodie, yeah. my large, oversized Adidas football shorts, I love which those. I fucking love. Mm-hmm. White socks pulled up, yeah, and a pair of clogs. I don't. I like think it looks great. I think I'm giving like you say rich clogs. Mummy. I I imagine these Dutch. No, you know, like Clippity the Birkenstock mules, but yeah. I've got the knockoff version from ASOS, which cost me seventeen quid and a bloody brilliant. Yeah, 
Um, bloody. Bloody. Why did you say bloody like it's that. It's very Ron Weasley of me, wasn't bloody. it? Bloody. Bloody brilliant. It sounds like you're like an American trying to speak in an English accent. Bloody. Yeah. I, I think I'm giving like witch mummy in that. I'm not. I'm giving crack mummy, but um, I'll take it. I'm always crack. Yeah, Katy Perry. Katy Perry. Look, so I think that this all stems... Because if you think about... Was it 2008 when she released I Kissed a Girl? It was around that time. 2009, I think. 2009, yeah, it was around that time. Anyway, um, when she released that song, that was obviously like super unheard of. Like no one, even though it was like, I kissed a girl and I liked it, doesn't mean I'm falling in love. Like it's fine, but I'm still kissing her. That was, even though it was so kind of like problematic, it was the first ever song that was yeah. ever mainstream that was like so queer in that sense, right? And so that only says to me is she must have been a lot gayer than she put on to have released a song like that. Because you wouldn't, if you were straight, release a song like that well, does that make sense she's fucked multiple women she said it, i remember it in her twitter bio saying that she basically like kissed a girl and i fucked her too kind of thing like in her bio years ago how many women do you think or how many people like yeah how many women do you think Katy perry's shagged i don't know i would like her to shag me yeah i would like that too yeah. for even me and i'd like it even in the hiking gear i would still oh. I oh don't care. God, no, it's we'd it's be up it's driving me away from you, but it would drive me toward her. Darling, you love me in my shorts. I do love you in your shorts. Because you know that I love wearing them and they bring me joy. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, Yeah. Yeah, Katy Perry's hot. She's still she got hot. it. Oh yeah. I hated the short, short hair. hair. <laughs> that should have been that was fucking <laughs> And I like short her. hair generally. It's not. A sh I've not got so many people look fucking amazing with it. Mm. Not her. I'm sorry. No. But do you know what? Do you know what it's giving? <laughs> it's giving me with short hair. Yeah. I would look. You would look so bad. Uh, uh, I actually. I would look <laughs> so <laughs> so bad. I'm thinking about it now, I feel like you'd give like Dobby mixed with. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the other one. Dobby mixed with Snape from Harry Potter. Fuck! You is actually what you'd look know, like with short yeah, hair. I'm not, I can't even be offended because it's so true. Well, we've seen you with short hair and you also <laughs> look like a fucking cockerel's arsehole, Freya. <laughs> you actually do. Yeah. You get your hair when it's short, goes really feathery. It's and for some reason, it goes like cockerel asshole colour. It really... <laughs> <laughs> How many cockerels asshole have you been looking at? I've got an obsession. Well, not cockerels, but I had to have an obsession <laughs> with watching hens push out eggs. When? What do you mean, when? when? <laughs> <laughs> still going. What do you mean? Did you say that you've got an obsession? I went, no, yeah, I've, I've curbed it. Like no, curbed that's what babies. I mean. When was <laughs> Not the babies, literally. You know, the reborns. That's what <laughs> but I mean. when was this? Uh, it wasn't that long ago. No? It's because I started following. Uh, I didn't rescue this. I done it when you were asleep. <laughs> 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 it's because I started following a hen rescue thing on Facebook <laughs> and then I got like obsessed with hens and chickens and then there's something really pleasing about it popping popping out oh <laughs> um, but their arsons go really twisted. red 
You are disgusting. But that is what you look like with short hair. <laughs> <laughs> it is so that's offensive. Why, Your short hair is... That's why you the stare at Ziggy's arsehole when he goes for a poo. Off. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. So do I. I have to watch him because you fuck off. No, I watch. Five metres down the road because you never... Ever, no, I watch and sometimes ever pick up I his watch dog his shit. Little ever. Knees. I watch his little knees quiver and his eyes stare at me as he goes for a shit. <laughs> it's the knee quiver. Anyway, you look dis- yeah, I'm I'm look awful. Say it again. You look disgusting with short hair. In so my defence, it wasn't no, my you didn't ask choice. For it. You were absolutely. I had a I'd, I had a really bad bad time a couple of years ago now when I went to the hairdresser to just like cut out my dead ends. And somehow I ended up with a short mullet with a rat tail. It wasn't even a mullet. No, it was all just jagged. It was Karen. It was Sharon. It was full Karen Sharon combination. It was. Do you know what horrific. it was? It was Denise. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was fucking horrendous. One of the Denise worst chopping I've off. Ever seen. Yeah, it was really bad. I yeah. I actually was really not mentally well. <laughs> and then also, I wasn't mentally well. Having I'd to fucking look. I at had it. a panic attack, and Scarlett cried. So I that cried was great. for her. It was yeah. that bad. And then I, but do you know what was so funny? It was almost like people felt sorry for me because then the next day we were walking around, and I got so many like wolf you whistles. You got hit. Oh, it was yeah, yeah. Because honest to God, like, do you know what though? I must have looked desperate. <laughs> so they thought, fuck it, I'll <laughs> give her a compliment. It it actually did look like grippy socks it looked like i'd escaped it was a britney it looked like a britney it uh, it genuinely looked like i had just escaped a mental ward (laughs) and i didn't know where the fuck i was going and i had you as my carer that's honestly what who wasn't caring for you who wasn't (laughs) a carer neglect was i'm actually i can't imagine how you feel because i'm still quite traumatized no i am i've actually got palpitations but like the group chat sometimes the photos just get dropped in (laughs) because people still live (laughs) for it if you guys want to see this DM me. I might. No, I'm not letting you. you expose yourself like that. I actually can't let you do to that be to fair, yourself. It's so bad. I cannot. It's fucking awful. Anyway, but yeah, Katy Perry's a leather. And no, she, she might not be gay, but she can gutted. be bisexual. She can be pansexual. Yeah, yeah, but no, she's no. definitely not straight. That's no. going to be my calling card. I on just this. hope she uh, is. She still with Orlando Bloom? No, I hope not. Is she? I don't know. I feel like she wouldn't be doing all of this if she was. Do you know what would be hilarious? Katy Perry and Carl Richards. Imagine them two together. No, because now I really want Katy Perry to be with Kyle Wade. No, Morgan Wade. Morgan sorry. Wade. Yeah. Katy Perry and Morgan Wade no, or I've Kyle. Sorry, I want Kyle to be with Morgan <laughs> Wade. Yeah, to be fair, that is a good fit. Because I feel like Morgan Who would be grafted. a good fit then for Katy Perry? Katy Perry. Other than myself. It wouldn't be Fletcher because no. I genuinely think they're just two powerhouse girls. It wouldn't work. No. It's not even fact they're powerhouses. It just wouldn't work. No, I, c- I just can't see it working. So Katy Perry and... Are we thinking of another lesbian or are we thinking of just anyone? I'm not going to I'm not going to actively put her with a fucking man, am I, Freya? No, but like a straight woman. No, I don't want no, I don't want her with a straight woman. No, I want her with a I want her with a hardcore dyke. Who could it be? Do you know what? This is when you realize how little little representation of queer women mm. there are in the media so because my, like my brain's going. Other than baby type gays, well I say baby gays, but like new age gays, so like your Renee Raps, your Hayley yeah. Kyoko's, your Fletchers. And then you've got your Kate Blanchett, who's, you know, not, who's fucking married. Yeah. And you're kind of older gays. Yeah. You've got no one. There is actually no one. Who could I pair up let's with just put her, Let's just put her with another real housewife. Katy Perry would be good with... Lisa Vanderpump. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
story? No. No. They're both he- too hectic. Too hectic. Kathy Rich. <laughs> Kathy Hilton. Kathy Hilton. Yeah. No. Maybe it would have to be Carl Richards. Yeah, I think you're right. No. I've done full no, circle. I feel it's like not, no, it's not right. It's not I can right, see Claire. Kyle Richards at the fr- She loves music. She'd be right at the front show, fangirling. No, I'm sorry. Two seconds. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to Google gay women in media. Ellen. Fuck Ellen. <laughs> yeah, see, they're all like, it's like Zendaya, who isn't gay. And she's too young. She's but bi. gay women in the media. She's bi. Oh, okay, fine. But too young. They're all too young. Literally, like, there's... Like oh Jenna God, Ortega, so she's so young. Who's that again from Orange is the New Black? Ruby Rose. That could work. Yeah. That wouldn't be terrible. Yeah. Gillian Anderson's popped up. Kristen Stewart. To be <gasps> fair. No. Shane from the Alwood. Yeah. That, that Kate would Menig. work. Kate Menig. Yeah. yeah, that would work. Kate Menig with Katy Perry. Yes. Kate and Katie. That is... Kate and Katie. It's so lesbian as well. It's so lesbian. Names. I can see that. Yes. That would be a really hot couple. It would. It would be a good, good match. Yeah. Right, well, you've well, heard it here first, Katie and Kate. Katie and Kate. Get your arse in gear. Get on it. Katie and Kate, go for that date. Have a bit of cake. <laughs> anything else media-wise, Freya, that we want to talk about? No, I don't think there is anything else in the media. Is there? Fletcher's cancelled her tour. <gasps> oh, Lyme's disease. Which is really shit. Yeah, that is really I sad. I really feel for her because I had a friend who suffers really badly with Lyme's disease. And I've seen what it can do. And it is absolutely horrendous. Yeah. Oh, it's it's horrible. It's really debilitating, and I don't blame her for cancelling her tours. No, because if you're going through that, it's like enough even trying to like meet your friend for a mm-hmm. coffee, let alone mm-hmm. do a whole fucking. Yeah, thing. I mean, it's again me with my migraines. It is life changing. People don't yeah. understand. Just quickly, actually, because I know so many of you suffer as well. Um, first up, stop sending me videos of people putting their feet in hot fucking water. You heard it here first. It doesn't work. If it's worked <laughs> for you, great. It certainly didn't fucking touch the sides <laughs> for me. Sadly. But in the last few days, I have done a compilation of new things, which touch wood has seemed to have improved my migraines. Just really quickly. I'm going to sit here with the smuggest little look on my face. because No, it's not just that, Freya. No, but I actually think... Haven't I said... For over a year now that you've had a tongue tie. Oh, yeah. And haven't I said for a while that you should go to a Cairo? Yes, for my head, I agree. When I looked into it more and come to the conclusion that chiropractors has been medically proven to help. Exactly, which is what I found. We went and fucking booked it. Did I go and book it as soon as I found it? You did, but I've been saying for a while because I knew that for months. All right. Well, you've yep. also had a fucking horrific neck pain, yep. back pain. Yeah. You've got a hump like a <gasps> fucking Guess giraffe. Guess guys? Going no, a camel. straight on the ailments list. Guess who has scoliosis? It's me. <laughs> I can't As soon as she came out and was it. like, they've said I've got scoliosis, I just thought, fuck I sake. can't believe it. One more thing for the fucker. I can't Believe I can it. believe. I can believe it. I can't believe she said my back is shaped it. like a banana. Freya, in the last did I make myself have scoliosis? In the last month, yeah, you have had significant neck pain. Yes. Fair enough. Endometriosis, which obviously is awful. I never actually count that. 
you've had couldn't just let me have the migraines you've had migraines slash yes headaches i know well. it's been shit you've diagnosed yourself with perimenopause i haven't fully diagnosed myself you, with that yet you pretty much but did. it does seem to be you pointing nearly, in the perimenopause you started to feel little uh like limps Lymph like nodes. Lymph nodes it's in been your groin. Going on for which about you two then years. were like crying about saying yeah. that you had cancer. cancer. Um what else is there? <laughs> uh, do you know what? No, I'm just gonna, no. as I said last <laughs> week, I'm just gonna fucking publish the list. No, but what <laughs> so everyone can actually see that what I have to deal no, with. No, but what is good, right? Is that a lot of my issues actually? Do you know what, Freya? All I wanted to do was just give people a list on how they could help themselves, and you've had to jump in. Yeah. And, do- and yeah, tell everyone and I'm going to let you do that. But all I'm saying is, is that you should be lucky that I went to that Cairo the other day because it turns out a lot of the issues that I have, apart from my endometriosis, is all linked to my scoli. Um, so I personally don't think... Well, for me, the hot water didn't work. Mm-hmm. I bought a reusable ice pack from Boots that I strap around my head. That helps give me a release, but obviously doesn't like solve the problem, but yeah. it just helps give a bit of release. Tiger balm, temples, it mm-hmm. behind ears, back and neck, that's amazing. However, I one really lovely person wrote to me or DM me on Instagram and said to buy some Celtic salt, mm-hmm. which I bought, and you just put like a little pinch on your tongue, like I think it's like once or twice a day. I think it's working. Like, I 100% think it's wor- That's working. That's so good. This person that DM'd me is a sports therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was saying that a lot of her clients suffer and they, like, swear by it. So that has been amazing. So, so I'd really recommend... So what does recommend. it do then? Does it kind of, like, put the So what it is... So there's a... Yeah, so there's a lot of research to show that people with... Or suffer with migraines, they believe it can also be a problem with the body's inability to transfer magnesium from water to the brain. Um, Okay. And the Celtic salt is obviously, if you put it on your tongue, it's it's full of magnesium. It almost, despite everyone obviously thinking that salt dehydrates you, which Mm. in a lot of ways it does, it can also really help some salts with rehydration. Because it gets it into your system better. So that's been, I think, really helping. Maybe that might be good for our anxiety girls as well, because... yeah, because it's a magnesium deficiency. Yeah. And it's just good for you anyway. Yeah, um, Celtic sea salt. Let's get you bitches on the Celtic and sea salt. And also, what did you get me the QE10? So I got you CoQ10. CoQ10. Um, I've been taking that as well, and I think that's been helping. So yeah. I've done... Okay, hold on. Celtic sea salt. Celtic sea salt. CoQ10. CoQ10. CoQ10 is really good for energizing, fatigue, migraines, de-aging. And I I had a shitload of energy yesterday for the first time in like two and a half months. And I went to the chiropractor and I think, again, like she clicked my neck. She, you know, manipulated a load of things around my head. And I do think it has given me a a massive pressure release. And it turns out that you have a cranial tongue tie. Mm -hmm. And for years I have been saying, I was like, baby, you've got a tongue tie. Girls, imagine a lesbian with a tongue tie. Here we are. Still doesn't I actually stop think you. that makes me one of the best lesbians out there. The fact that I yeah. lived my 20 odd years on this earth with yeah. a cranial tongue tie and I have still been able to lick bare pussy. Bare puss. Well yeah. done you. Thank you. It must really hurt actually. It it doesn't hurt. Yeah. But I feel like, you know when you have people who are flexible yeah. and you have people who aren't flexible, 
That's my like tongue doesn't tongue. really have that flexibility. Is that why your head moves with it? Prob- Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> right. Can we move on to talk about unbalanced relationships? Because that's yeah. the topic of today. Yeah. Okay. So when you say unbalanced relationship, what exactly do you mean? So, you know, we've discussed this a lot. And when I say unbalanced relationship, I mean relationships, um, all of the relationships that we experience. So um, romantic relationships, friendships, family relationships. Mm-hmm. Those are the kind of three. Or even work relationships. Nine times out of ten, yeah, you always have one that is generally more of a giver, whether mm-hmm. that be a physical giver, um, mm-hmm. an emotional giver, you know, whatever capacity in which you you see that. Mm-hmm. And then you of often have one who is more of a, I don't want to call it take it because I don't think that is the right word, mm-hmm. but more I- accepting, Yeah, I think. Someone who is more willing to accept and someone who is more willing to give. It also depends fine. on that personality type as well, yeah. right? And that's fine. And I think that can really work in so many ways. Because as you say, a lot of it is based on someone's personality. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people love to be able to give to Mm -hmm. those that they love. And a lot of people love to feel loved and love to accept love from people that they love. Also, like, dependent on your time in your life, at certain points you may need things more at one point. Yeah. And then at another point you feel more open Yeah, like this last two and a half months, I have needed you Mm -hmm. a lot more to take control of things that we would usually share. Yeah. Like, I haven't had the emotional psychological physical ability to step up to the plate for a lot of stuff so i've had to rely on you to Mm -hmm. do it and i've you know willingly accepted that yeah the same as there's been periods of our relationship where you've needed me to provide more in some capacity and i have done that for sure and that's fine yeah and it doesn't necessarily always need to be on that give take so you've done something i then do something right Mm. it's a it's again it's a scale it kind of drifts back and forth but we have experienced, and I, you know, we've mentioned this before on this podcast, we've experienced a lot. And I think in our relationship, you are much more of a giver in terms of the daily things. Like, you're the cooker. Yeah. You, I can't think of anything else beyond that. No, I'm joking. You are very, like, like you'll get me my supplements. Yeah. If you ain't getting them for me, You're I not ain't taking them. them. Yeah. You remind me to drink my juice. Yeah. You <laughs> remind me to feed myself. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? Those things. Whereas I am good. Although, again, you've been much better recently. But, like, the solicitor stuff for selling the house, yeah. I would usually take control. Although yeah. you have actually been really good. Because, again, I've not been in the mental capacity to do yeah. so. But most of the time, that is how it would work. Me and you, in our friendships as well, we often take the role of that. As a duo. Yes. Because we're both givers within Mm -hmm. our relationship. So then as a duo with our friends, we're like double givers. Yeah. Yeah. And we love it. Yeah. Like that feeds us. It's a way of us showing people that we love them. I love people asking me to do things. Yes. And we, for a lot of our friends at certain points, have been in the really privileged position to be able to help them out, whether Mm -hmm. that be, you know, they, they need someone to stay Mm-hmm. Or if it needs to be ad hoc financial support, mm-hmm. career support, um, admin support, like yeah. sorting things out, 
we have been in the position where for me and you, it takes very little for us to do and yeah. give that to those people. And we willingly mm. do it. Yeah. And we've also had some friends as well that have really helped us out like massively, oh, yeah. which 100%. has been amazing. And, and I've been, but then there's also that little like niggling thing in my brain that goes, Oh, I feel guilty. Like I'm taking something, you know? And even though I know that I feel great whenever I give it, I'm like, please, can you ask me to do something? Yeah. Because yeah. I think I now feel like the balance is off and I don't like that. Mm -hmm. Like I like to be able to give you things, but some people, in a certain space in their life, just don't need anything. I'm like, make yeah. up a task. Make yeah. up a task. Yeah, literally. I will do it. So, and I think that's amazing. And I think a really important key part of having good relationships. However, yeah. when that dynamic is unbalanced for too long and Bad. too severely, so the, you know, the scale is quite, end to end like the end to end is large mm -hmm. there is going to be problems created do you know what i think not created sorry manifesting themselves. yeah yeah exactly that's exactly what i was going to say do you know what i think happens first is the build-up of resentment no so i would you disagree so. here. no because i don't ever so do you know what there's this people always say and i do agree with this don't give things or don't do things for to expect anything in return which I really don't feel I do. When I mm. give something to someone, I literally don't want anything in return. I'm really lucky, again, just as I was saying, I don't think there's a lot of stuff that like I need other people for. If I do, I'll ask. But generally, I feel yeah. like I just get up and get on. Yeah. And sometimes I'm, which is actually to my detriment, because sometimes I think I should look up and ask for help, but it's like the last thing I think to do, right? Yeah. I don't expect anything in return other than a bit of fucking respect. Yeah. Okay? That is, like, for me, it's, like, my boundary is just just respect. Mm. Just respect me. Just show me a level of, like... Common decency. Yeah. <laughs> just don't uh, be yeah. an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. And noticed a lot that I, I feel sometimes, and this is why it becomes unbalanced, to our detriment, we sometimes take it too far. Mm -hmm. with the help and the support and the, the multiple doings, you know, whether it be the emotional labor, the physical labor, the admin labor, the support labor, mm -hmm. which I think gets to a point of like expectation yeah. from the other side, which then leads to when we then aren't able to fulfill the high standard. Animosity builds. Yeah. Yeah. And it creates problems. And that can happen in, you know, relationships. As oh, well. it's happening in relationships all the, the time. You know, I think for all of the things that we have argued about across yeah. the course of our relationship, I wouldn't say this is necessarily one of them because no. I think we're both very aware of how the give and take works. Yes. And I would say in largely it is very, very equal. Yes. I think in relationships it can be really bad as well because if it gets to a point where you're always giving mm. to your significant other mm -hmm. you are i think you would feel more resentment than you would in a friendship capacity mm -hmm. because you're seeing it every day you know yeah. the likelihood is you're living with them and it's the little things right like if you're constantly cleaning up after them yeah if you're constantly sorting things out with them and they get to a point where they just expect you to do it yeah. at some point you're gonna blow do you know what i can't handle is giving in this capacity and like especially in like a relationship sense you're like i really want to help you out here are the steps to do that i can't do it all for you 
you take it on yeah. and then they don't take that advice and then continue to mope around me and then bring yeah. the energy down. Because yeah. I'm like, look, I've done everything that I can mm -hmm. on my side. I physically cannot help you anymore yeah. even if I tried now. And I've still got to put up with you complaining. Yeah. Because you're not That is my biggest Because I do think you need to take accountability at some 100%. point. 100% is people who continuously complain about a situation and don't sort it out. And oh. I think we can all be privy to it sometimes. Yeah. I've done it in the past. I'll hold my hands up. Yeah. But get you have to, yeah, I'm sorry, but you have to get to a point of fucking realism and get to a point of sorting yourself out because actually you are in control of your own life and it mm -hmm. isn't anyone's else's problem to have to deal with your shit other it than your own. It is you against you constantly. Yeah. It's always you against you. You are your own competition. This is your life. I cannot live it for you. Mm -hmm. I will do what I can to help you because mm -hmm. I love doing that and I love doing that for someone that I'm in love with. But fuck me, if you don't take that advice and run with it, yeah. then I can't help you anymore. But yeah. yeah, when that expectation, when you... Okay, so the worst case scenario is when you're doing a lot in that relationship, it's so unbalanced. You're doing everything for this person. It's almost like this person is your child by this mm -hmm. point. They, Which you've had with previous relationships. I've had this in previous relationships, yeah. And then they expect. Yeah. They get resentful if you don't do if those things, yes. right? But you're already pissed off because you've already built up resentment because you're pissed off at the fact that you've had to do everything. And now... All the time. All the yeah. time. And now they're giving you shit because you're not doing it. Mm -hmm. So instead of them ever looking and being like, they're not doing this to me anymore. But then also thinking, well, why the fuck am I expecting them to do this? Yeah, and also look at all the things that they have done. Have done. Let me jump down their throat about yes. the one thing that they haven't done or the one yeah. thing that hasn't appeased me. Yeah. And let me go balls to the walls. Yeah, exactly. And I just don't get it. I don't. Actually. No. And, you know, sometimes I think that you can naturally and quite innocently build an expectation because you're so used to your partner doing things. But this is where the insecurity thing comes in, right? Because if, for instance, next week, I know Scarlett hates me doing the laundry. So this isn't really the best example. But if Scarlett stopped doing the laundry next week for me, because she does all of the laundry, all of my laundry, irons it all, everything. Bedding. bedding. If she stopped doing that next week... I wouldn't then be like, what have I done wrong? She's not doing it for me. I'd be thinking, this lazy little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I would, I'd probably be like, I think in that scenario, because that is so your job, I'd be a bit like, baby, what's going on here? And if you're like, I just don't want to do it, I'd be like, well, then I'm going to have to take on this load. I would have to have that conversation with you because I'd be like, look, well. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a really, I think, like basic way of putting it because there's a lot of yeah. like, there's a lot of emotional labor as and well. And also so financial. quite a bit about like the physical side of things, the doing. But there's also a lot of like emotional labor and unbalanced relationships mm. where you're constantly picking them up off the floor. They're always complaining about something. You're mm. always trying to inject positivity. You're always trying to reassure them. You're always trying to you know, guide them into what they could do to help themselves. And then the one moment you may give them a slight home truth mm -hmm. because actually the pandering to them hasn't helped, mm -hmm. you're a fucking asshole. Oh. And again, it's this woe is me. Yeah. I can't believe you would say or do that to me type behavior, which I I have no time for. And we Neither. are so lucky now that I think I can confidently say all of our friends, if we were to have that conversation, we'll take it yeah. well. Yeah, I agree. Um, but 
there's been friendships where, yeah, we couldn't. And we're not friends with those people anymore. Woof. Yeah. Woof, woof. All you got to say is woof. Yeah. Yeah. And let me tell you, I have got to the point where I I am not doing it anymore. No. For the wrong people. Yeah. Because I have done it, and we, we keep doing this to ourselves. Mm-hmm previously where I've known that I've not been doing it for the right person but I'm already trapped into kind of doing it and mm. then my empathy is like no don't be a bitch not that mm. it even is a bitchy thing to actually say no and fucking prioritize Do you know what? yourself yeah because but if you we're prioritize yourself that. what's so wrong with that exactly so I feel bad so I carry yeah. on doing it and then when I finally can't mm. I get a backlash, which then fuck, it creates a fury in me because I'm like, how dare you? Because over the course of this relationship, mm. the balance has been yeah. way fucking off. Yeah. And I've accepted that and I'm hap- I've been pretty okay with it. Balance in relationships, I think, especially for like, let's look at it from a lesbian angle because like we said, there isn't the rule book. There isn't the man, woman. The man makes all this money and the woman is stays at, stays home. at home and she's cleaning. And Although women in straight relationships can't even do that anymore because the economy is so bad. Yeah. So now we can't even do that anymore. The women are working and having to do all the rest of it. So what does that then, what does that balance look like in a female and female relationship? Like you're both, obviously, I would assume that you're both working. Or I mean, ma- sometimes I think in female-female relationships, it could, <laughs> it could be problematic because yeah. we're, we're both probably trying to do too much. Yes. We're always trying to overachieve. Yes. And, and because there are so much expectations on women, it is hard because, yeah, there isn't so much. I mean, in every relationship. Unless you've got yourself like a daddy. Yeah, but in every relationship, there usually is a breadwinner. There is usually one that earns has more, cash. more. Has more cash than the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be someone in like a completely different role that might be a bit more demanding. There might be someone that's in like lesser role that's demanding. And that's not even to do with money. Like the one with even the less of a more demanding yeah, yeah, role yeah. could actually have more money. And looking at the way that they are together in terms of like personality types, mm-hmm. because there is, uh, as women, it doesn't mean that we're always these like housekeepers. That that are amazing at laundry and love to clean and, and want to have babies. Like, it's not all like that. No. So you may have someone that's more into the cleaning side. If it naturally... Well, it's just like, it's just like you do get to fall into your role division, right? Yeah. Like, with, with us, there was no real exclusive conversation no. about, I always feed the dog yeah. and pick up his shit. But I would say that even and if you, you don't always yeah, watch it, do my breakfast. But like at some point, I've definitely had conversations around like, this is where I'm better at things and this is where you're better at things. It's not been like, oh, this role is specifically yours. It's like you enjoy this yeah, we more don't have like or, a you're, chart good, or anything. you're more good at this. And also just some days I might clean more, some days you might clean yeah. more. That's just the way it yeah. is. But what I can say, if you find yourself in a relationship and you have a partner like you might like to clean but you've got a partner who doesn't like to clean don't let that be their fucking excuse no. either though because i no, do believe that in the house you should both be cleaning mm-hmm. that's just that's the one thing and I that think, i stand like, by how do you then like avoid this resentment and like arguments and things around the unbalance i think maybe in what you just said being like i'm good at this you're well great i think at that. it's like acknowledging as well that like as the giver if you're the giver you have to take onus as well about speaking up and not letting it build. Yeah. When you start feeling that way or acknowledging that maybe the balance is 
way off beyond mm. your levels of tolerance to ha to speak up. Mm -hmm. And if you're not speaking up in fear of the other party, whether it be maybe a relationship with your sister or your mother or your father mm. or a friend or your significant other, you're avoiding bringing up your displacement or your yeah. maybe annoyance Do you know what? It's just, about it's, this. It's just setting boundaries. Yeah. You need to set clear boundaries. You should be able to have mature, calm conversations with the people around you to resolve any type of matter. It's not always going to be easy. Sometimes it can be difficult and get heated, but ultimately you should be able to come to a, a relatively sound conclusion. If you're worried about bringing up your feelings and emotions towards something because of how that other party's going to react, that's an issue in itself. Yeah. Uh, I think it basically just all comes down to boundary setting as well, though. And this can really be, like, really prevalent, especially in, like, family situations. I don't know if you guys have, like, been through too much of this, but setting boundaries to family, whether that be siblings or your parents or aunt, I don't know what your kind of situation is, right? But as soon as you start to set those boundaries and people respond negatively to them, you need to be and stay strong to your own mental well-being and say, look, well, I've made this boundary for myself. They can react however they may want, but I'm not always going to go above and beyond anymore when I don't feel like the respect is reciprocated or if I feel respected. Did I just say respect? I did. <laughs> or going to actually just feel like I'm just appreciated. I think feeling appreciated is is... It's such a small little thing that you can do is just say thank you so much. That's it. That is honestly it. You need to be able to find yourself a way of communicating and sitting down and having a chat. And maybe it doesn't even need to be, it depends on what the situation is, but maybe it doesn't always have to be so serious. But you can say, look, even in your relationship, you could say, look, I, I, I think like a few things are unbalanced here. I don't want to feel I don't want to feel any resentment because I love you so much. Like I just want to take some time to figure out what our like clear roles are going to be and whatever makes you happy and whatever makes me happy and I think that like we do that together. It's definitely doable. But that being said, there will be times in your relationships where just one point of that relationship it could be a couple of months where you do just happen to give more and then a couple of months down the line you find yourself needing to take more and that is just how it works and for the people who are listening to this and thinking oh shit that could be me as in you're more of the taker that's yeah. not a problem no. just acknowledge it and just like ask you know i think you can take the reins as the taker as well i think it's actually easier to take the reins as yeah. the taker than it is to take the to reins be like, as look, the giver. i've noticed that like i'm a bit shit at this or i don't do this very often and you do yeah. it a lot like are you okay with that like you know i feel a bit bad what if can that I person do? comes back yeah. and it's like no honestly it's fine great you've then you've had it out when it's they the say no though, say it again because a giver will always say no it's and yep, then say are you sure exactly <laughs> it is the acknowledgement yeah. right yeah and yes. then if you're the giver and you're listening to this and you're like, I'm fucking hungry listening to this because this is me with most of the relationships in my life. You're in control of that. Mm -hmm. Don't keep complaining about it if you're not going to stand up and change it. Like yeah. if you feel it's detrimenting you and it's emotionally exhausting you, it's physically exhausting you, 
start setting boundaries for yourself mm-hmm. because it will eventually make for better relationships. And if that means that you have to lose people or, or break people out of your life for certain periods of time, that's also your opportunity to grow yeah. and find yeah. other people who you have a better balance with. Definitely. End of topic of conversation on that one. Let's roll into a horror story today. Off we go. It's actually not one of the worst ones that we have had in terms of disgusting. The bar is so high. The bar is so fucking high. Yeah. But it is a really interesting one. Mm-hmm. So this person said, Hello, loves. I just wanted to say your podcast is Bible and I love going to church every week that you upload. <laughs> Amazing. You. I don't know how horror this is, but I feel like it is so common in the lesbian world. And that's interesting because I don't think I've never experienced this. And I don't think any discussions that we've had with our friends or queer people in the community I've ever had a conversation like this. So, after coming out of a six-year relationship, I was going through my hoe phase and was living for it. And let me tell you, I was pretty successful considering it was still during COVID times. During this phase, there was a girl I had matched with on Hinge who was super hot, like dirty hot. Mm -hmm. I was so excited to see her message me that I messaged back hoping to get some sparks to fly. However, this girl sent red flag number one up that I chose to ignore by only responding back once every like two to three weeks. Now, I'm not here for that. I can't be bothered. No, I've forgotten. I've forgotten you by this point. It's gone. But my dumbass hoe brain was like, fine, she's hot. I just really want to meet her. Fair. After months of this back and forth, we finally met up. And let me tell you how fucking awkward this date was. Yes, she was hot, but it was filled with a lot of uncomfortable silences and one-sided conversation. Mm. Not even a kiss goodnight. Oh. You would think that the story ends there, but no. So we met up for a second date, which went considerably better. What? Why would you I go don't to know the why she one? went back. She must have been really fair. She must have been. To be fair, if she was really fair, I would have I'd have gone back and given it a second chance, yeah. 100%. Yeah, I agree. Can't blame you. Or maybe I just changed my expectations. At the end of the night, she finally kissed me. Red flag number two. This was the worst kiss I've ever had in my life. Why? She almost tripped me over. It was all teeth and weird tongue. Oh. How do you do that? Like teeth clamming. Clashing. I think I've had that experience before. Have you? I think so. But alas, I went back for more and invited her over for the next date. Okay, at this point, I'm judging you. Yeah. Because, like, if because the kiss that would give great, me the ick. Even if she yeah, was really hot, same. if the kiss was really bad, that would give me the ick. The third date was at my apartment, so I was trying to be pretty clear on what I wanted. <laughs> I don't even know why you fucking bothered. Luckily, mm. she got the hint. We started to make out, which was better than the first time. Okay, that's fair enough. Mm-hmm. And started to hook up. I felt her put her hand down my pants, but couldn't really feel anything else. At most, Mm -hmm. two minutes went by and she sat up and asked me if it was good because I really, quote, unquote, really, quote, wore her out, unquote. Wait, what? (laughs) I literally didn't feel a finger inside of me or even on my clit. I laid there so dumbfounded that she was worn out by sex. I wasn't even sure happened. Needless to say, I told her after this that we were better off as friends and I wasn't looking for a relationship. She agreed that it was best and that we could be friends. We still hung out a few times as friends, off and on, for a few months. In that time, I had actually started dating a girl who's about to be my wife in 25 days. Wow. The bar was that low. She then just found a wife. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. I'm joking. (laughs) But apparently, 
Us talking as friends was leading her on because on my birthday, she sent me a delivered gift. It was a box, and as I opened it, 20 wind-up butterflies, fucking hell, jumped out and flew all over my apartment where I currently had all of my friends and my girlfriends <laughs> celebrating. Inside was a note expressing that she hoped my birthday was great and how she wanted to try again with me. Oh. Awkward. Needless to say, I ended any form of relationship with her because boundaries was not a thing she understood. All I got out of this experience was a phantom finger that can only do <laughs> two minutes of work. <laughs> I hope you guys find this funny and feel free to blast me for ignore, ignoring all of the red flags. So it was, yeah. it was titled Phantom Finger. That is so funny. Do you know what? <laughs> I'm fucking dumbfounded. She would have been better off winding up one of those fucking butterflies and shoving, shoving them down it down there. Yeah. Do you know what? I couldn't agree more. But where, so what I'm thinking is, right, is that I understand when someone's like missed the mark. So she could be on like the crease of your groin, rubbing away, thinking that that's your clit. But the fact that she didn't feel anything no, but she anywhere. Was meant, yeah, but okay, what was so, she touching? Okay, so the clit I get, right? Because like I've had it before where they, I don't know, girls, how the fuck? Are you any of you making this mistake? I'm sorry. <laughs> I know this isn't helpful for the baby gays who are nervous to have sex. But we're judging you. But like, <laughs> we've all got them. It's not that hard to find the clitoris, all right? If there is one thing about being a lesbian is that we need to pride ourselves on finding the clit in under two seconds. Yeah. And if you ain't doing it, sort it fucking out, right? <laughs> that though, I can Liv's eyes are wandering. I can understand, uh, but I have had it where like they're on the labia and not on the clit, right? So we can kind of understand that. Mm. What I don't understand is how this girl is saying that she put her fingers inside of her, and yet the girl that wrote in was like, "That didn't like." I found nothing. That's that's where I'm confused. It. It's not the clit; it's the penetration. Mm -hmm. Maybe no. she did have tiny fingers. No, because you'd still feel something. Yeah, you'd feel a little bit of movement. And I don't think tiny <laughs> like fingers. Throwing a sausage down a hallway. No, <laughs> I'm no. Hot, it's actually hot dog down a hallway. <laughs> That's the right. Yeah, hot dog. No, anyway. because clearly this girl hasn't <laughs> had this problem with I anyone know, else. I am right? only joking. But what I'm saying is, I don't understand because there was just no sensation, not anywhere, not even on her thigh. Was she like, what was she fingering your your knickers? Yeah, but how did this? Like, you know when it's in. Yeah. Well, I feel like this happens a lot. You know when somebody has, like, a really bad, like, dating experience with someone? Or, like, not even really bad, but it just wasn't great, and then they go on to find the love of their life and they get married? <laughs> I feel like some people that happens to a lot. Like, they always seem to be like, oh, my God, the person that, the I person that I've been I'm with. Not like, no, because I'm not necessarily sure that's a good thing. I'm not saying it's a good thing. Yeah, but this poor girl that wrote in is now marrying the girl. I'm not on about her, I'm on about the other one. Being the one... Oh, no, I don't mean that that's the reason, but sometimes you can always be the person that's with, th with this person before they find the love of their life and get married. They seem to find oh, that you're like the lesson. their exes the lesson. married within yeah. the next relationship. No, so... Okay, look, I've got. A, I need to hear it from this girl herself. I need to know what yeah, she was getting same. so worn out by. And even if it was, also that's the thing that p worn out after worn two out. minutes. That is fucking pathetic. pathetic. We need to sit her down. That is sad and pathetic. We need to sit it's her down and have a good actually. word with her. That is disgraceful. I know none of the listeners are relating to this because I know no fucking listener of no. ours would be behaving in that way. Guys, I know you all frowned to fuck as soon as we mentioned that on this oh, horror story. Side. I know you all went, oh, God. 
deep sigh. Mm. Pathetic. I'm because that is letting the team down. It really is. It is letting the queer girls down. Could put off someone for life. Well, yeah, and do you know what? <laughs> We're all running around, like priding ourselves on our ability to find the clip mm -hmm. and keep going. I'd rather pissy mouth or shit fanny. No, than I would rather shit fanny than find my <laughs> No fucking way. No way. I'm sorry, Fire. <laughs> <laughs> I am sorry, but I would take Phantom Finger over shitty pussy any day of the week, and I don't care. Okay, I'd take Piss Mouth. What, Piss Mouth over Phantom Finger? Yeah. Yeah, same. Just get Phantom Finger a strap. Yeah. Do you know She'd what I mean? still manage to shove it shove it in your thigh crease. <laughs> fucking, uh, Arp, yeah, in your armpit. armpit. <laughs> And she's like, I'm fucking exhausted. No, I'm sorry. If she's exhausted after two minutes of a phantom finger, she ain't going to last one millisecond of With a, a strap. strap. That is true. That is true. I want to know if you Don. agree with me here with Don Dog. Don King that strap strapping that over is there. one of the best forms of exercise that you can do. Do you know and what? I'm I really, really hope your mum <laughs> asks Alexa to play the latest episode of the Lesbian <laughs> Supper Club. Yeah, and she's, if my mum has found a way to listen to this, I'm terrified. And if you think for a second that you're cutting this out, I'm you're not, not. I'm not. She finds a way to listen to it on Alexa. Do I don't I know imagine, why. Do you know what's so funny is that I can imagine her in her kitchen going, Alexa, play Lesbian Supper Club podcast. And then I can imagine her cooking and hearing you and being like, <laughs> and she's like, She's hitting. slamming the, the oh, frying pan I'm across sorry, the cat. She would not be pleased. <laughs> she wouldn't. <laughs> she wouldn't be pleased. No, not but, that we care. You know, but I she love you, has but your other sister. To she's be the also just dirty. Lesbian, so she's just dirty herself. I know she loves it. But yeah, King Don will yeah. take a strap wearing very seriously, won't you? Yeah. And I notice visible differences within my core strength, within my abs after a good old sesh Play and just Freya. general happiness donna constantly tells people yeah how if she gains a bit of weight or doesn't look as toned as she would like she it's instantly blames our sex life <laughs> no i don't She's that like, oh it's because so you're not letting me strap no that you. sounds so toxic i don't do that no oh, but no Freya, i'm jest. saying it in it you do yeah, it yeah, in yeah, jest yeah, yeah. yeah no yeah but you do you do it yeah i do yeah um <laughs> it's true you it is true I need you to DM us if you've experienced Phantom Finger because I've learned something today and Sorry. I didn't think there was much I could learn about. She's like, do you like that? Not the queer community, but definitely the lesbian community. I thought I knew most of it. Do you like that bit of air? I need to know who else has had Phantom Finger. Or if you've been the one who was fingered and the girl has said, it's I didn't in. feel it. Yeah. What's your take? Because I've never been in this situation. What I'm really struggling. What if she was trying to do some Reiki and that's why she was so exhausted after two minutes because she was literally projecting energy from her hands and thinking it was doing something? No. Reiki puss? No. Okay. No idea. That I will say it once, I'll say it again. That has dumbfounded me. Yeah. Well, Grouch is speechless, actually. Don is just thinking about the strap. Oh, God. And on that note, I think that is the end of today's Lesbian Supper Club podcast because... Freya, as usual, now start taking it too far where a strap on is concerned. Yes. And, you know, we are still looking for sponsors. Yes. Um, we've got some 
fucking incredible things coming up next week, mm -hmm. which you're going to see very soon. Which by the time this podcast will go out, it will probably be this week. Yes. What, yeah. When will you put it out? Monday? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe Sunday. So we've got some incredible stuff coming up, which Yee. I think you're going to get your little fanny flutters over. Actually, I'm fanny fluttering oh, over it. Say, I've got a good old fanny um, flutter right Some now. literally incredible stuff, which we cannot wait to share with you. Do you know what's funny, actually? I've just realised. Americans, fanny is bum. Oh. So it's a fanny pack. Touch my fanny. It's uh, my fanny. <laughs> it's it's bum. Why are you like shifting in the chair? Because I'm going to touch that. my fanny. <laughs> you just give me an ick. <laughs> New ick. Unlock. But yeah, fanny in the UK is vagina. Just to let you know, if fanny. you didn't know, fanny. Have you seen the state of a fanny? If I beat it up, that's not the words, is there? <laughs> Have you seen the state of a fanny? Mad. If I be it, I ain't wearing a Johnny. Adiolo. When I roll My migraine brain does not stand a chance with those lyrics. <laughs> I can't yeah. even fucking pronounce things correctly at the moment. No. So I tell you guys, it takes me about five also, hours. Also, I was listening back to the last episode and I noticed yeah. I had a lisp quite a few times. I think it was the mic. Okay. Just letting you know. Just to let everyone know. Not that there's anything wrong with a lisp, but no, I don't have you one. You just don't have one. Yeah. You get cancelled by the whole lisp community. <laughs> <laughs> no, I find a, I find a lisp. Scarlet, you can fuck voice <laughs> off. <laughs> no, I find a lisp endearing. No, so do We've I. We've got a really good Leo. Uh, one of our best friends has got a lisp, and it's one of the only reasons why I'm friends with her. It's my favourite. It's so cute. It helps her get away with a lot. Yeah. Right, we're fucking off now because we've just been droning on for the last five <laughs> minutes about cutting this. <laughs> we love you all. Um, we will be updating you soon as well with regards to the event. Loads of you have messaged, which we're so excited about. It blows us away every time yeah. that people actually want to come to our shit. But what we're thinking, though, as well, is that we want to make it so us. Like, we want to yeah, have, we're like... trying to work out the finite details. Yeah, we'll update right, you with details yeah, on the event. Right, we're going to update you. Right. Love you all. Love you all. Goodbye, 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 goodbye. goodbye.